You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. Today's theme is the power of consent, and we're going to talk about how vital that is to protect you legally, emotionally, and physically. Stay with us. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for learning, growing, healing, and empowerment. Today, our theme is the power of consent, which is something we need to engage more in in our lives. Too often, I see people, and especially women, giving away access to our legal rights, our money, our emotional real estate, and our bodies, often to be nice, make peace, or people please. And I have a one-word response for that. Don't. So when you're on Facebook and they have one of those questions, which type of cat are you, or which type of mermaid are you, or which type of whatever are you, or you buy a supposedly free app that takes your information and sells it to a third-party provider, you are the product. You're giving anyone who's collecting that information information about you, and they're going to take that and sell that to someone else, or they're going to use it to market and advertise to you. If there's an app or product or newsletter that's free, remember, you are the product. And I'm saying that a couple of times because it's really important to remember that. Anything that's free means that you're the product, okay? If you're ever contacted by an organization called Who's Who in America or a company saying that you won a photo or a poetry contest and would you like to buy a $50 book with your image or poem published in it? You are the product. And frankly, those books are meant to pump up your ego and those publishers are counting on that to sell the product. First, they say, hey, would you like to be in Who's Who in America? And then they'll come around a few weeks later and say, how many copies of the book would you like to buy? And they're really expensive, so don't do it. And if you're dating and a man expects you to pay attention to him just because he's talking to you, he expects you to make him happy by catering to his ego, or he expects you to send compromising photos of yourself just because he sent you unsolicited D-pics and acts all hurt and upset because you say no, these situations are all areas where you can use the power of consent. By the way, all these scenarios I mentioned above have happened to me countless times and probably to you as well. Consent is key. We give consent when we sign implied contracts authorizing the use of our images just by uploading them on Facebook or social media. And by the way, sidebar, if you have images that you would like to sell to someone else, don't put those up on Facebook or social media because there's an implication that you are giving them rights to your images and they could contest that if you sell those somewhere else. So don't put anything up online 
that you would like on a social media situation that you would want to sell. If you're a professional photographer and you want to sell your things on a different site that's behind a paywall where people are paying you for your images, that's different. But I mean on social media. Hey everybody, if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. Here's another example of when we give consent. We give consent when we go in for a medical appointment and we expect our provider to keep our information confidential and safe. And I will tell you that there have been numerous hacks of hospitals, clinics, and medical providers where that information has been stolen and is currently being resold on the dark web. So just so you know, like that HIPAA, agreement that you sign, that's implying that you're giving information to your provider and that they're going to use that for treatment. But it's always a good idea to find out what is your medical provider do to keep your information safe. We also give consent when we sign permission slips for our children to go on school field trips. But one of the things that's not always noted, obviously, if you have to look at the fine print, is that we're also absolving those schools of any legal or medical responsibility should something happen to our children. That's why sometimes it's a good idea to consider getting an additional insurance policy that covers situations like that so that um, you're covered because schools have had you sign off on that meaning they're not going to be responsible if something happens to your kid on a field trip. So you might want to get insurance for that. Most of us are way too permissive with our emotional boundaries as well. You know, we'll give in to someone, we'll let them pressure us and um, do something that we shouldn't be doing or we don't feel is quite right just to make them happy. And we're also way too permissive with our bodies and our boundaries and our legal medical information. So here are some tips when you're adding a new app to your phone, signing up for a newsletter, or posting images to social media. First of all, read the terms and conditions. Actually, this applies to anything. You're going to see, they call them T's and C's. Terms and conditions pop up all over the place. You'll see that everywhere. I saw it when I was trying to add a banking app to my phone. You'll see it for gaming apps. You'll see it for all kinds of places. By the way, gaming apps, they also sell people's information. It's kind of scary, really. So there's a movie where people accidentally sold their souls to a bank because the soul-selling clause was in the terms and conditions for a gym contract. Read those gym contracts, by the way, because you wouldn't believe what you're signing up for. (laughs) It's a lot more than you think it is. While that story was fictional, the things you agree to in terms and conditions are not. Read the fine print before you sign. People often click understood without having done that. That's why Facebook has rights to your images and can do anything they want with them. They can use your images to market Facebook to other people without your permission or knowledge. And they can do that because you agreed to that implicitly. They'll say things like, by using this app, you give consent to X, Y, and Z. You'll see something like that in the terms and conditions. So make sure you read those before you use the app or whatever it is that you're using. If you are using an app, turn off the ability to share data like your name and contact information, where you shop, and where you are located with third parties. 
Recent scandals have forced apps to admit that they're sharing your data and requiring you now to opt in to allow that. Make sure you don't opt in to allow them to share your information. In Europe, the rules are much more stringent than in the U.S., by the way. If you give permission to be texted by a company, you can turn that off. And make sure you take notes on how to turn that off when you sign up for the service because sometimes it's really hard to find that information otherwise. And this also applies like, let's say you sign up for a subscription service. Make sure you find out how to cancel it when you're signing up for it and keep that information handy. A lot of companies have made it very difficult to cancel subscriptions. And that's why recently uh, um, there's been political movement to create laws to require companies to allow cancellations because a lot of companies made it so hard that you couldn't even cancel your subscription even if you wanted to. So make sure you read that fine print. And if you sign up for a newsletter, make sure you know if they're selling your contact information to someone else or just using it to send you newsletters directly. Make sure your privacy is protected. Okay? So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about consent in the dating world. Hey, everybody. If you're loving this show and you want to make a difference... Please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. And we are back. Let me give you an example of a scenario from the dating world. And I'm going to give a trigger warning because the next few minutes of this podcast discuss adult themes and prevention of rape and abuse. So if you're not comfortable with hearing that information, you might want to tune out until the very end of the show. Okay, so if you have not dated in the last three years, you might be shocked by what I tell you. And sadly, what I'm going to tell you is a common behavior across all dating platforms, even the ones that seem like they might be religious, even the ones that seem like they might be commitment oriented. You're going to see this everywhere. And I'm not even talking about all the scammers out there that are trying to steal your information and your identity and get money from you. I'm just talking about men who are trying to force you to do things without your consent. So typical first conversation on a dating app, then this is someone who's not a scammer. This is someone who's trying to get you to do something that you may not want to do. So first conversation may go like this. So you start a conversation with a total stranger. And in the olden days, when people exhibited normal behavior on dating apps, (laughs) this would have looked like a conversation about where you live, what you do, what your interests are, things like that. That's what it used to be like, okay? Now, because there are so many predators, because people have given um, men access to sex or nudes or inappropriate photos before, a lot of men now think they're entitled. So in a first conversation, they might start to talk with you, maybe flirt, 
maybe joke around, maybe exchange some information. But with many men, it includes a conversation about what you will or will not do sexually. This is how they think they're vetting you. And they'll say things like, oh, I'm just being honest. And well, I want to know if I'm attracted to you. And they'll ask you really inappropriate questions about what you will or won't do in bed. And a lot of times they will send you unsolicited photos of their private parts. And they will expect you to send unsolicited pictures in return. And on top of that, they also have an expectation of showing up to your house for sex without ever having met you, without developing trust, without a conversation about birth control, and without a conversation about sexual health. As in, do you have STIs? Do they have STIs? There's never a conversation about condom use or safe sex. They just expect to show up for unpaid sex work, basically. It's revolting. Revolting. And if you haven't been dating, I'm telling you this to warn you that that's what this has devolved into. So that you know what you could be getting into if you start talking to these people online. Okay? It's breathtaking that these people expect you to send naked pictures, which is pornography, basically. It's free porn. They expect you to agree to have sex with them when they want it, how they want it. And they expect you to do whatever they want. They have this sense of entitlement to you, your images, and your body. And you need to know that if they ask you for your images and you send those, they probably will be masturbating to those. And it's revolting. And the term... One of the terms is spank bank. They're using your photos for spank bank. It's revolting. Okay. And the thing is, it's sadly many teen girls and adult women will give into this. They will give consent to this. They'll allow themselves to be manipulated or controlled this way. Just to be liked or to be considered desirable. Oh, if I send these pictures, then he'll think I'm attractive and then he'll want to date me. They're not there to date you. If they're looking for nudes from you, they're not looking to date you. They're not looking to have an emotional relationship connection. And a lot of these men will tell you, well, before I get in a relationship, I need to know if I'm attracted to you first. Uh-uh. That's when who are actually have an interest and commitment. That's not how they approach women who they're looking for a deeper connection with. And then I want you to know what happens to those pictures. So let's say you do it. You send photos. Some boys and men will use those photos to blackmail you into further sexual behavior or to intimidate or control you emotionally or financially. Some men will sell those pictures as revenge porn because maybe they're mad that you didn't put out. So I want you to imagine you're having initial first conversation with someone, right? You think it's all flirty and cute. You send them pictures of like face images and then you send them naked pictures. And basically, if you do or say anything that they don't like, they could take your photos that you've sent and then they could sell them. They could show them to their friends. They could laugh at you. They could post them on social media. Anytime you send somebody a picture, they can screenshot that and then take it and put it anywhere up online They can text it to their friends. They can use it to humiliate you, shame you, blackmail you, embarrass you, or to extort money or attention or anything from you and basically make your life miserable. So you need to really, really think 
about whether you're consenting to send your images or even giving them sexual information about like what you're willing to do or not do. And what gives men the expectation that they're entitled to our bodies in this way? Well, I could say it's thousands of years of a society where men dominated and treated women as chattel, which is the term for property. And for many, many years, women were considered property like cattle in marriage contracts. And if you're not aware of the history of marriage, you should check it out because it's something you should know about. Be assured that if a man asks you for your images, he's probably going to do something unsavory, whether it's just keeping them to himself and masturbating to them or sharing them with his friends or selling them online. So why would you possibly want to do that? Why would you possibly want to send nudes back? Is that to get his approval? That's not the kind of man you want to spend time with, really. Even if you're into just casual sex, someone trying to force you to do that is not still not somebody you want to spend time with, and definitely not if you're looking for a committed relationship. I want to make sure you understand that a lot of these men will take this further down the line because sadly this entitlement that men feel towards women and their bodies is often resulting in sexual violence. On college campuses, the numbers are breathtaking. Offenses involving forced sex accounted for 60.4% of the total violent crime analyzed between 2019 and 2021, according to Degree Choice. There are a lot of universities out there. Their highest crime aspect is rape. It's amazing. Even Harvard, (laughs) University of Michigan, Ohio State University. The highest rates of reported rape made up 89.5% of violent crimes. Isn't that crazy? And Xavier University, it was, or Xavier, depending on how you pronounce it, it was 98.8% of all violent crime was rape. Isn't that crazy? So there's something called the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, and I'm going to put that link in the show notes. It's one of the largest nonprofit anti-sexual assault nonprofits in the U.S. And that organization said that only 20% of female students aged 18 to 24 reported sexual assault to law enforcement, only 20%. So what can we do about this? What can you do about this? Number one, have excellent boundaries. Remember that any image you give to a man can be taken and shared with friends or strangers or sold on the dark web as porn. So what can we do about it? Have excellent boundaries. That's number one. Remember that any image you give to a man can be taken and shared with friends or strangers or sold on the dark web as porn. Remember that they could take that image and share it on social media to embarrass you, to blackmail you, to upset your family members. There are stories of men who are mad at women or obsessed when the women said no, that they took their images and sent them to employers, friends, family members. It's unbelievable. Say no when men ask for nudes. There's no trust developed or created with total strangers. Just say no. Okay. And number two, say no when men ask for anything you're not comfortable with, whether it's your personal information, financial information, or private information. Because remember, 
They're trying to find the street that you grew up on. That's a security question answer. They're trying to find the name of your first pet. They're trying to find your mother's maiden name. All these are personal questions that people use for passwords, okay? Because they want to steal your identity and often they'll sell that data to someone else. Number three, say no to emotional blackmail. Stop people pleasing. If someone's trying to emotionally manipulate you to get you to do something you do not consent to, run away from that person. Block and disengage. That's a huge red flag. Don't let anyone, this is number four, don't let anyone gaslight you into thinking that if you have boundaries, you are the person showing red flags or that you are mean, unkind, or a bad person. I literally had someone do this to me last night. They volunteer their real name. They volunteer where they work. They gave me their phone number and they sent unsolicited nudes to me. Then they got they super angry. They went from being chatty, fun, cute, charming, and nice to being furious and angry with me when I said, I don't send naked pictures. I just don't do it. There are too many reasons to say no. And I have a social media presence and I'm not going to send you nude pictures. And this guy turned on me in a New York minute, was all angry. He's like red flags. And he's like, I need to meet you in person now. And I volunteered all this information. Like, he was amazing. Like he somehow in his tiny little mind thought that if he shared new, new pictures with me, that somehow I was required to send nudes back as if that were a show of trust. Unbelievable. I, you need to know this, but there are men out there who place bets with each other on whether they can get women to give in Women who say no, and then if they can convince them to give in and have sex with them or share information with them. And there are other men who will take women who, quote, give in, and they'll take their information and tell other men about it. So then these other men will reach out to that woman and try to get her to have sex or do whatever with them as well. Now, to be clear, I'm not shaming people who have sex. I'm not shaming people who have casual sex. What I'm talking about is consent where you say yes to things that feel safe, appropriate, healthy, and good to you, and you say no to things that don't. So just making sure you know. If you want to have sexual relationships with men and you're not in a relationship or you're not married, that's fine. You just need to be safe. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, and these last two things, stop people-pleasing, which I keep saying over and over again because women do it, and then the most important thing is stop feeling guilty. Women feel guilty about stuff all the time, and frankly, men use that guilt to manipulate women. Stop it. (laughs) Seriously. It's a habit that women have. I see it all the time in my practice. They feel guilty about everything. It's amazing the number of things that women feel guilty about. You could probably make a list of 100 things you feel guilty about. Do not feel guilty for not giving consent to things that are dangerous, unsafe, unhealthy, uncomfortable, or just not something you want to do. Don't feel guilty about that. And also ask for support from other women if you feel like there are issues or that you will give in to pressure And also reach out and get help. Contact the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network at HTTPS colon double forward slash www.rain with two N's 
www.ohio.org if you need more help. All right, so this week's topic's been a bit heavy, but it's vitally important to know that you need to give consent for the use of your information, your likeness, your data, and moving forward in the dating process. I do hope you found this information enlightening. I hope you share it with friends or people that you know that need the information. Thank you for listening and joining me today. And remember, move with the power that you have. Remember to use your consent and move into your magnificence. Have a great day. See you next time. Are you experiencing overwhelm, frustration, stress, or anxiety? Do you need help with insomnia? Well, contact Ariel Hubbard at Hubbard Health Solutions. Ariel offers 25 modalities to help you move forward. You can deal with the pandemic and still experience balance and calm. Contact Ariel at arielhubbard.com. That's arielhubbard.com.